Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast, another Arthur's Tuesday episode. So today I'm, deli- today I'm delighted to be joined by a great guest, a great author, um, who I met through the Inkies, Inkslingers, the Reuters Group, uh, Declan Cousin, is that right? I'm pronouncing that correct? Cousin. Yeah? Cousin, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry about yes. that. Yes, yeah. don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. yeah, so Declan, Go thanks a lot for joining me, you're very good, Thank- thanks a minute for joining me today. Thanks for the offer. Yeah, cool. So we'll probably t- start off the podcast. If you'd like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and um about your writing as well, it would be great. Um, the books if, the book if you're working on. Right. Um. So to start off with, I was born in Paris in 1999, but then moved. My family moved to Dublin, uh, when I was like one years old. I think I was like really. I barely remember what age I was when we moved to Dublin. Which yeah. is why my accent sounds anything but Parisian. I mostly grew up in Ireland. I basically grew up in Ireland, in Dublin, in the Dublin area. Yeah. Um, um. My as for my writing, I started when actually I was fifteen. Was mm-hmm. the first time when I started writing was when I was actually fifteen. I mean, the stories I wrote back then weren't that great. I didn't really, really write anything eligible for proper publication until. <laughs> 17 as far as i'm concerned that's when i started working um i actually was but i did publish um numerous short stories to um the clonkeen anthology my secondary school clonkeen had an anthology which i post submitted so submitted bits of short stories here and there um my latest publication was all the way back in 2021 um it's this book here the collection the early strange Um, right and yeah that's... is that available is that available to, to buy it's on available amazon? on amazon it's available great. on amazon so anyone should be able to buy it there great yeah if you want to share the link to your books as well i can put them on the show notes for people to people to get okay. as well yeah so do i do that through the type message or yeah you can do after the show week you can just send it to me i can put that put on the show notes then, thank okay? you that'd be brilliant yeah, yeah thanks no problem. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's great. So you 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 started writing uh when earlier in your years when you were fifteen, was it like yeah, uh, and and like was did that how did that go for you? Did you kind of um was it a lot in school? You kind of got got knew you had the talent for it. Was it really? I'm actually trying to think of how I actually started writing. I think one thing you might be surprised by this, but actually before fifteen. I remember losing interest in novels very briefly between the ages of 12 and 13 and 14. And weirdly enough, what got me back into novels was a video game, actually, looking into video games. I was looking through the history of real-time strategy games and found that there was a game based on the War of the Worlds. And I was surprised to see a Victorian classic like that inspire a video game. So I wanted to know more and I ended up reading the War of the Worlds. And that ironically was actually, I know it's a weird origin to getting into novels, but that was actually what started it. I think that was the earliest time I remember I expressed interest. Yeah, and it was like, like mostly uh, your books are based a lot on on, on war. Um, is it like kind of uh, war kind of um, story? Often really science difficult? fiction. Yeah, science fiction, war yeah. often based yeah. on science fiction, although my last mm. two novels... As in my last two manuscripts, I haven't published any of my novels yet, but my last okay. two manuscripts were scripts were thrillers. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you're but you're right overall. 
And uh, like I love that you do the sci-fi as well, Declan. Um, like because because uh, one of my favorite authors was Philip K. Dick. You know, <laughs> you're probably... oh, right, the guy who wrote <laughs> yeah. um, "When Androids Dream of Electric Sheep." That's Isn't right. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the the Running Man as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I remember the one I remember, and we studied this in college. It was called "We Can Remember for You Wholesale." Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a movie, there's a Schwarzenegger, Verhoeven Schwarzenegger movie based on that, but we read the proper thing. Mm. Um, Minority Report as well was one, wasn't it? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, so no, it's okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. So like, I, I I met you through the Ink Slingers. Um. I the, know. It, the, do you find that really really good? Cool? I found that really really great I for love, for the prompts. I mean, I absolutely love the Ink Slingers personally. Um. Yeah, it's great because do you find that like you got a lot of your ideas for your stories um from the prompts? I think what helps with the ink slingers is that it allows me to read what I've already written, and I think that's really important to keep me going. Mm. Is being able to read to people. I think weirdly, interestingly enough, something that reading a novel aloud actually helps is actually to clean up your text, mm. <laughs> because it really forces you to actually articulate properly if you're going to read aloud so because you want it um this was something i think i learned from one of my peers in college apparently um apparently this harrison ford said in regard to some of the script of the first star wars film ever this was back when the new hope apparently harrison ford said to george apparently the script was quite bland so he said george you can read this but you can't say it i learned this by the way from a peer in my class in college um, who mm. told me this story. Um, I just thought that was an interesting quote. Uh, yeah. So this idea of reading, I suppose, reading aloud, essentially. Mm. No, I totally agree with you, Declan, because even I find it great there after you've, after the, like you've, you've done the half an hour and you get to read your stuff and yeah. you get some great, great mm. uh, response from the rest. Yes. Mm. It's great. And do you have any, um, would you like to kind of get your, your books? Because I kind of, what, what I get out of it as well is that like they go well in the film or something to that effect. Something is that something you'd be interested in doing yourself, Declan? I don't know yet. If making a movie out of my books, I mean, I'm still neutral on that. Okay. Given that what I found, what I've often found with adaptations is that with a very rare exception, they often get it wrong. A lot of it wrong okay and i'm often like you know i've mm. ironically coming back to war of the worlds like i noticed that and i mean there's been numerous cases of like texts and novels that have been where the whole story is being completely missing you know i think written in a way that it just doesn't at all resemble what the author originally imagined it to do if that makes mm. sense it does definitely yeah i don't know if you have that fear but i've certainly often had that fear with my work mm. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense because it's your work and you don't want it to be no. <laughs> to be mm. messed up and, and changed in any I way. Know. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Yeah, great stuff. And as well as that, Declan, can I just ask you, um, you know the way when you're do you have a kind of a strategy you use with your writing? Uh what I mean, but that do you kind of have a certain I amount of words you do a day or it depends. For me, Mark, it depends on so to kind of lay out my strategy. Like I'm trying to think 
with words like what often I do is that said I I write the thing in in a copy so I have a hardback where I write it on paper and then when I'm finished I might take a break to relax my hands mm-hmm. um, because actually relaxing your hands I don't know if you've ever felt that yourself but like there were times where writing a manuscript can absolutely strain your hands um so what i do then is that i type it up Mm -hmm. i think actually because you edit the process as you go along when you're writing and then you type it and actually it's like it's like refining oil it's like you drill the oil and then you refine put it through the refinery then it becomes something you can actually use i find that's the same with writing is that you write it hard on paper and then and then you upload you type up the draft and then something I often do is that I've often sent my manuscripts, the documents which I write my manuscripts on to my parents for proofreading. So that because you often find with another pair of eyes, we'll instantly notice something that we don't. Yeah, that, that's a great strategy and it's great for anybody that's listening. That's brilliant. That yeah. because, I mean, that will be one of my main advice. It's just the one downside is that it can take a lot of patience. It takes and I, I can mm. be quite exhausting. That I've yeah. often found there were times where I've written a novel and then it would be like a manuscript and then it would be ages before I write another novel because it's tired. But other, but it is worth it. Like I would absolutely advise that to anyone. Yeah, that sounds great advice. Thanks for that, Declan. And what's the name of the novels um, uh, that you're 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 working on? The current novel is that I'm working on publishing is a novel yeah. that I've yet to actually. Um, that I actually wrote all the way back, started writing on when I was 17. Okay, yeah. It was a novel, I don't want to give too much away about it. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. I wanted yeah. to talk a bit more about my short story collection because I was published, whereas this oh, novel... Oh, yeah, apologies, old. yeah, that's fine, yeah. Sorry. No, you're grand, Mark, you're perfectly yeah. fine. I mean, my current novel that I'm working on is called Blood and Gears. It's, okay. so it's a very kind of grim, dark war story that can be best described as Deer Hunt, the film. I don't know if you know the film Deer Hunter. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, yeah. Deer Hunter meets Blade Runner, essentially. It's set in this grimdark version of the future and where a very harsh, very regimented, but overall, like, you know, nationalistic world government named Terra is trying to defend humanity from the machines. Okay. And so basically, I mean, that's the broader picture and it's doing that through this army of conscripted superhuman men called legionnaires that's the broader it's a lot like if you think of warhammer if you think of warhammer that's very much except on happening mainly on earth that's what's happening and basically the story revolves around an 18 year old fella from new york named zach he's basically recruited into this squad named alpha squad that's just the way they're coded yeah and so basically what happens is that during a battle that goes badly for Legionnaires, Legionnaires was the, you know, the name of the army, essentially, of this mm. government. And basically, a battle goes badly for them. And however, he rescues a young boy that's been left behind in the panic. So basically, the city that they were defending has to be evacuated because of a scorched earth policy. But a boy, little local boy in St. Petersburg gets cut off from his parents during this chaos. So my hero, basically, and his squad rescue him and then basically they go on a quest to basically return that boy to their parents um that's a very there's also lots of other things like yeah that are happening but it is that 
just to give you a bit of simple vibe. That's what the story is mm. about. So that would really kind of uh, sparks people's interest in, in the story. So that's great, Declan. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to your, your short stories that you do, do want to talk a bit more okay. about. Um, do you want to maybe mention a few of them and maybe briefly um, uh, um, expl- uh, maybe let the listeners know about them a bit? Great. Okay, so my collection in general is called the Collection of the Early Strange. Okay. And it's really a random collection of different short stories, mainly in where people encounter monsters and fight them. So, for example, one of my stories is called UFO. It okay. takes place in a very kind of waspish Anglo Saxon suburbia, you know, that quintessential 50s suburbia of like Eisenhower's mm-hmm. time. Basically, revolves about a young fighter pilot who basically tries to infiltrate a UFO to rescue his his young son, his baby son. Yeah. Um, and basically what happens is that our protagonist, Alec, gets kidnapped, gets trapped, kidnapped by the aliens himself. And of course, there's this organization. There's these two agents, undercover agents, that are working for an organization called SORG, the Society of Orbital Research and Defense, that are, of course, trying to intercept aliens and defend them. Defend Earth. And so basically, Alex's wife, Anna, initially going out to find the police to try and look for her husband, she comes across these two guys and then and they end up getting the message. So they read, sorry, spoiler alert, they rescue him. Um, very quintessential 1950s kind of thing. It's a short story, so the stories are a lot more simplistic. Mm. And so if you're wondering why I called it the collection the early strange. The name comes from, I don't know if you're aware of this, Mark, but basically in a period in America between around the 1890s to I think around the 1950s, so around the second, around the end of the Second World War, there was this thing called Pulp, if you've ever heard of that, Pulp magazines. I did hear it about before, yeah. Pulp, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. basically, it was a form of literary genre in which magazines often themed around a different genre. So you could have the amazing tales, which would be horror and fantasy, or you have astounding science fiction. Actually, it's worth noting that Philip K. Dick's We Can Remember for It For You Wholesale was actually published in one of those oh, to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Um, as was H.P. Lovecraft and Robert E. Howard. Um, public. He was published as well in one of those. So like it was it was a particularly like this astounding so basically, it was this collection of different short stories. There was often magazines. This isn't in my current collection, but like in the original things, there were often kind of advertisements for the latest guns or cars or um, okay. shaving products or whatever. It was like it was this very fascinating literary form that published a lot of different horror and sci-fi and fantasy authors and thrillers and war stories. Like there are even... There are even what were called, I think there were crime thrillers like The Black Mask. That they were mag- that was a magazine for crime. And then there were also for the more kind of bourgeois, wealthier aspects of American society, there were what were called the Glossus. And that's where all the romance and melodrama went into. So that's just so that you know, that's a very long-winded explanation, but that's where I got the title. Okay, well, yeah. So a fair bit of research went into a Declan, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I learned to, and I actually studied, there was a, a, one of my favorite modules in college was that we studied the different examples from the time. Oh, great. Stories. Um, 
I mean, overall, the collection is really strange. It's a mixture of horror and fan, but there is horror and science fiction and adventure. I mm -hmm. mean, but also it's kind of like military science fiction. Is. So to give you an idea of another short story I wrote. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. It's called, um, the short story itself is called Panzelit. It's actually a German name. I think it's literally called, I can't remember what it exactly means, but it was originally a tank song for the German army. And so basically, however, the story takes place in the same era that Blood and Gears takes place in, except it focuses basically on a Germanic tank crew that mm. fights for this world government. Like they're all unified under the same government by this era, but there are different, there's still different national identities under that. And so in Panzerlied, our main protagonist is a young fella named Ernst Castiliac. So he's half German, half French. And he basically, their tank gets knocked out by an EMP blast. And they have a little pigeon on board. And they send that messenger pigeon to get help. That's a basic rubric of what that short story is about. That sounds absolutely great. Yeah, that sounds really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. And and like is that that particular one? That's the one that's available on Amazon, is it? Um, yeah, the collection of the early strange is available on Amazon. Great. So, um, I love the cover. The cover is really good as well. Uh, thank you. Did you? It was designed you... by a friend of my brother's called Clifton Lewis. He's a friend of my brother's. Yeah. Um. And so, it, it, is there any illustrations in the actual book, or is it? Unfortunately, uh, no. I'm sorry, Mark. Oh no. Um, it's fine. Although I know that for my current novel, I'm not a great illustrator myself. So my dad was actually painting what could be a potential use as a potential. I mean, there are a few paintings based on my work. Mm. And he could. So we might have a. So if you. So just remember if you see a quite elegant painting on the cover of my next novel, just know that that was designed by my dad. Good, um, yeah. Yeah, no, because just I just sparked me. Out. Can you just show us the uh, for people that watch on YouTube the the cover again? Because it's I, yeah. I think it's it's done really really well. I love the the contrast of the color. Yeah, it looks really good. Well, thank Well, thank my brother's friend Clifton. He designed it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, and uh, what was can I just ask you as well, Declan? Uh, did it was that kind of um done over the last couple of years that that particular book which are different short and short stories yeah i mean the idea of it's kind of zoomed in and out um in that i gra gradually over time wrote short stories some were written over lockdown so for example yeah. panzalid was written during lockdown okay my um for my short story ufo was actually written in 2019 so before lock during the summer of 2019 um before lockdown mm. and whereas others like Panzalid, um there were some others in the story that were written um others were revived based on old ideas okay and what caused me to publish them as a collected group like that was i sent one of them it was called loop to the stinging fly and I got a rejection. There were a few, I tried sending all some of them to certain collections, but they got rejected. So I decided to collect, basically gather them together. As more, it was more an experiment to see like what I could do with Kindle, really. 
And, and did did you get what, what did you get somebody to a publisher or did you just um do it um self published it on Kindle. Okay. I oh, self published yeah. okay. it on Kindle Direct Publication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's a great way to do it. Because um, yeah, you know, for first time authors, would you agree with me, uh, Declan? It's good if you want to get your work out there, but I will yeah. warn people: it's very difficult to get it to sell. Mm. I have yes, to yeah. confess, like I tried marketing it on Amazon with the Amazon ads thing, and I don't think I really got any purchases. I know a lot of people very close to me, um, have bought the book. Yeah. But I have to confess, yeah. and I know quite a few of the ink slingers bought the book, but I have to confess that they're not like I'd be cared. Just I mean, by all means, if you're out of options, go ahead, do it. Yeah. Um, another thing, but I would warn any other writers just to be careful that, you know, you'll then have to find different ways to try and get your works, word of your work out there. Mm -hmm. And did you have like, did you have like a, um, a night where you, where you, like a um, what's got a name escapes me. The, the you know the author's night where you got to publicize your book. Like um, I never got a chance to do that because it was done during lockdown. Oh yeah. When the collection, yeah. the early strange. I mean, if you're talking with a launch, I'm hoping launch to do that launch night. Sorry, launch night. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping to do that with blood and gears. Mm. Although personally, I'd rather do that sometime during the afternoon, hopefully, because I don't know yet. So that like, I think that's where I'd be less tired. But mm. um, because it was during lockdown, I wasn't sure if I was to do a launch or not. I didn't know. You have to remember in 2021, when we were still in lockdown in summer, like there was no certainty yeah. that it was going to end. Like it's especially notable if you look at a lot of videos from that time, we're all kind of sensed that this is going to go on. Now it doesn't. Now it hasn't stopped, but at the time. Yeah, I know. And did you try the libraries, uh, Declan? Did you try and get into the libraries? Afraid not. Um, I haven't done that yet. Because, um, and what you can do is, what I've done, which I found very good, is for anybody that's listening, uh, you can get in touch with Alan Hannans and Rap Moines. Because once they right. buy the book off you, they supply all the libraries with that with, with your okay. book. You know? Alan Hannes, sorry. Hannes, 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 H-A-N-N-A-S. I'll put on the show notes for people to um check yeah. out. Like they're they're very good for, for helping um Irish Irish um authors, you know. All right, thank you for that, Mark. I'll take note okay. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they won't mind me giving them a plug on the on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it spreads their business, you know. Exactly, exactly. Now I found them very, very good. Like for for um helping me out. So so it's it's all it's worth worth checking out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and can I just ask you as well, Declan? Kind of what keeps you motivated in your writing? I know it's probably because it is motivational podcast. So I kind of have to ask Whoa. that question. Like, I think honestly, I have to say. I think when I'm certain that people are going to read it, like ultimately more than making any money out of my books, really what I want to do is write something that I guess will get read. Mm. And I think to me, that's when a text really comes to life is when you read it. And it's when somebody else especially reads it, like, you know, <laughs> it can be quite nice knowing somebody else loved your book, I'm sure. Like, and knowing that you actually made someone else happier that you gave something. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, and 
have you ever kind of um how could you just put a hit a metaphorical wall in your writing and how have you how have you dealt with that? Yeah. I'm trying to think because I have had those points. But I'm trying to think like something. I'm trying to honestly think. I think writing them down first and then typing them out. Mm. Get through. That precise regimentation, that just that incredible, that extreme regimentation I dedicated, while it can be incredibly tiring, it absolutely keeps you going. Um, and sometimes I've had a manuscript where I didn't expect to write something on the long run, but then I ended up doing that just out of like, I want to see where it would go. Yeah. Yeah. Something that can also help with the block is um as I said, like when I when I worked on a manuscript, I often sometimes sent maybe the first three chapters to my parents to read, or the mm. first two chapters. And basically, if you're wondering what I'm doing there, is because it means we're going to talk about it and it means it's going to be on your lips. If that makes sense. Oh, so I think that can certainly yeah. help. Like for anyone who's writing, that would absolutely be a good thing to do is send it mm. to your nearest and dearest to read and like be amazed at what other people can get out of something yeah wow that that's great that's that's a great great answer like and i actually love what you said there about writing stuff out rough first and then well not rough but writing mm -hmm. it out on, on paper and then then typing it yeah. out just th that makes so much sense because me personally um what i've done since i started writing um was just type it all out um it's just kind of okay. got like habitual now you know but um, it's yeah. certainly going to be something I'm going to take in, into, a, in, into this account. So thanks. I'm thank glad you very much that I that. could. Yeah. You know, I have to confess that, like, I used to do that myself, Mark. But what I found is that sometimes I found my, like, when I just typed it up, it wasn't as great. Whereas, like, what I find is that I think the quality of my writing improved when I started writing it down first. Mm. And... I think it's because you have like two, you have a base, you have a bedrock. You understand this idea, you have a bedrock. Um, you have a, a bedrock essentially to which to mount your document on, mm. to mount your manuscript on. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. You know, thanks. That's, that's really good advice. Really good. And um, I was going to ask you something else there. It's gone out of my head. I hate when that happens. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, this is great. Thanks a lot for coming on, Declan. It's been, Thank it's you. Like, it's great, great talking to you. And can I just ask you a couple of your favourites? Because I always do that when, I'm, when I have a guest on. My... Uh, like your favourite kind of... What would your favourite music be yourself to listen to when you're, when you're chilling now? My favourite music? It's often varied either between... I'm thinking particularly either between either folk music, as in often of an English or Irish background, or country music from America. Like if you think of someone like Johnny Cash or, or even yeah. someone like Bruce Springsteen, he's not country at all, but like, I mean, he's of that similar vein. Yeah, um, I think it varies depending on the mood. What I found with music, especially when I'm writing, because I sometimes listen to music when I'm writing something. And often, what sort of music I listen to depends on what I'm writing about. Yeah, oh, that's that's very interesting because I only started doing that a while ago as well. And it maybe not maybe not lyrics, but just maybe even uh, not classical, but just music with no lyrics. Um, 
can really kind of get you in the zone, I, I think. Yeah, I have to say, though, I've become to increasingly prefer music with lyrics. I like music that tells a story. Mm. Yeah. I like music that tells a story. Oh no! Yeah, exactly. No, me too. Me too. That yeah, great point. Great point. Do I actually remember what I was going to say to you there, Declan? Uh, do you know, for instance, uh, you probably go to some of the live um Ink Slingers meetings. Alas, yeah. I don't mainly because of logistics. I mean, like I live all the way in Dundee, so I live okay. in Dundee. Yeah, um, and it often takes a really long bus trip just for a simple writing session. So most of the time, I've attended yeah. on Zoom. Um, I think the last physical session I attended was the launch of your book. Oh, you're very good to come to that. Thanks very much. Yeah, I loved that. I have it here. Don't worry. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thanks very much. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. No, because the point I was going to make about that was, you know, because I went to the... um, do you, want, do you want to do the night um, for the... The culture you know, night. The, the culture night on Friday, which is very good. Yeah. And that's the first time I ever got to attend the actual thing in person. And I get exactly what your point is. By writing it down, you hadn't just got your computer. So you were just you were just given a page and you, exactly. you, you just had to, you just had to do, do it on the spot, mm-hmm. which I found really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Anything else? Because I can see the remaining meeting time is... Oh, no, it's... No, I'll just say thank you. No, just well. So, who would your favorite author be as well, Declan? Who would your your your, your favorite author or, or or book? A be? lot of my favorite authors are probably people wouldn't be read normally. I think my three fa- I have sort of a phase if it's okay. So, like my three favorite novelists, sitting in general, were H.G. Wells, Jules Van, and J.R. Tolkien. They were my first three, but I think a good few honorable mentions. But if we're talking about more contemporary books. I think another favorite author of mine would be Robert A. Heinlein, um, the man who wrote the original Starship Troopers, which is nothing like Verhoeven's movie. It's way better. It's a very harsh book, but it's a very powerful book. Mm. Um, I tend to like those books that are harsh, often that deal with this very masculine military theme. Like another example of that would be a novel by like Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. It's basically okay. a biography of his experiences during the Vietnam War. And I find those novels, um, that's another genre that I'm heavily inspired. It's that particular form of American war novel that deals mm. very much with the indig- individual man at arms who's like facing up to his fears or dealing with. Um, so that's an, an, another example that would be Stephen Crane's The Red Badge of Courage. And then to finish off with a more contemporary novelist would be, um, he's dead now, um, Tom Clancy. That's another, oh, I actually yeah. did my dissertation right. on his first book, The Hunt for Red October. And that and Patriot Games are two of my favorite contemporary novels. Class, I mean, they yeah. were written in yeah. the 80s, but like, so that shows how dated I am. Like, even my mm. so-called contemporary literature is like, I mean, things they carried was the 90s, the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, because that actually leads on nicely to the next question, because uh, Patriot Games is a great movie as well. They made a great movie. Yes. That. Yeah, that was really, mm. really good. Really good. Do you have a favourite movie? <laughs> Would you have a favourite film or films? I don't, but there are a lot of movies. There are movies that I like. Okay. I mean, again, they're mostly old ones. Like, I say one of my favourite movies was Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford. I love that. I love that, yeah. Both The Hunt for Red October and Patriot Games would, would mm. count there as well. 
even older movie that I'd like would be Lawrence of Arabia. Really old, oh, very yeah. big movie with Peter O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched that. It's a, it's often seen as an old classic. Okay, yeah, it's one of must um, check out. Yeah. Another movie I liked. I'm trying to think of others because there's quite a few. Another movie is an even older movie called that I watched very recently called A Night to Remember. It's basically about the sinking of the Titanic, but it's focused more on the crew. It's a movie focused more on the men that are actually trying to solve the problem, trying to get the people off. I mean, you have scenes of the passengers as well, but it's really like the real focus on the crew. Um, Crew and then like these very stoic Englishmen trying to get everyone else off the boat as it's about to sink into the depths. Um, that's called Night to Remember is it called... yes yeah, it's a very old it's a black and white movie um, I think I did see that years ago actually yeah yeah. I think I did see that yeah mm. great stuff yeah well, that's a great list yeah I love, I love yeah that's only a tiny percent. like that's literally yeah. the tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah like yeah. the tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah yeah great stuff. To, like the yeah. kind of movies I like yeah no thanks a lot for sharing that and one maybe one yeah. last question um if you were to live anywhere else in the world, I know you you're originally from um God, you said Paris. Paris. I'm yeah. I was born in Paris, but I've much more yeah. in links with Dublin and Dunleary. Yeah. If you could live anywhere else in in the world, bar Ireland, where would you live? I don't know, honestly. Um I don't um yeah, you have to be careful when asking that question because it's like the grass is always green on the other side. Of course, it's, yeah. Of personally, course, I'm yeah. quite happy in our Little, mm. little Emerald Isle yeah. because it's like, um, yeah, oh, I yeah, mean, that was I, quite, yeah. I kind of, I have to confess that, especially after lockdown, and probably because it's often increasingly expensive to travel, that I've developed this increasingly. I think what's often called in some circle more conservative side, the, the Hobbit in the Shire mentality that you're, you know, you're happy where you are, mm. if that makes sense sense it's like if i'm sure you know what i mean by the hobbits it's like they were race of yeah they were race of people in the lord of the rings based heavily off english yeomen essentially that lived in the middle in the renaissance and middle ages J.R. tolkien created a mythical race of people that were heavily based on them and lived in this thing literally called the shire it was this very quaint i mean it was heavily based on i think his own idealized vision of what the countryside was like Oh, very very interesting, yeah, very interesting. And very quickly, your your Jeremy Murphy is um uh, give him a bit of a mention. Um, he's d- yes. doing some work with you for you at the moment as well. He is. Um, well, actually, the one, the two people really doing the work currently are his two designers, Amit and Sue. Okay. Oh, very good. They're yeah. his website designers. I've been corresponding with them, and I think they've done a very good job on my website so far. Great stuff, yeah. No, as you know, Jeremy Murphy done uh, work with me as well. So he did. Um, That's how I discovered stuff. it by pure chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, great stuff. No, I really appreciate coming on today, Declan. And is there anything else I haven't asked you before you go that you'd like to to, to mention for the listeners? Um, anything? What's next yourself? Or to keep an eye out for? I don't know. I think you've done my work justice. What I've worked on. I mean, I've loads of manuscripts that I still. Have to publish, but take one at a time. I think yeah, it's my attitude. 
Mm. No, I wish you, I, mean, I wish you the very best of luck going forward with all you do with your writing. It's really, really good. I love your every. I look forward to reading your stuff every Saturday that you do your your prompts. You know. Thank you. <laughs> great, great I'm stuff. glad they're not based on Harry's prompts. Though. They're based on work that I've been writing on. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. For ages, actually. Yeah, like since mm. as I said, like Blood and Gears, I first wrote on it in seventeen when I was seventeen. And I've worked, but I, but you wouldn't notice it if you were to read it now because I've worked a lot on it since. Um, I got key feedback from Ushin McGann, who was another writer. I don't know if you know him. He helped me get my work to proper order, essentially, as far as I'm concerned. And that a lot of the harsh lessons he told me about getting things published and making sure things work, um, I expanded to my other novels, especially going forward. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Declan, for coming on. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um thanks once again, everybody, for listening to Mark's motivational podcast, Authors Tuesday, with Declan. What's your full name again? Because I don't want to mess Cossin. with you. Declan Cosson. Okay, Declan, thanks a lot again. Um tune in again you. for next time, next Authors Tuesday. Thanks again. Thank you, Declan. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah, once again, thanks a million for tuning in to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, another Authors Tuesday with Declan Cousin. So um join us next time again for another podcast. And uh till then, take good care of yourselves. Good to me, my good, slung and fall. Goodbye.